From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the Fantasy Show. I'm Bobby. He's Davey, and he's Bond. Heyo! You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's get you all the info you need to be a champion. How are you guys doing this week? Doing pretty good, man. I'm uh, I'm making it over here. How about you, Dave? Doing doing good, man. I'm, I'm alive and well, and uh, it's good to be back. Feels like it's been a bit. Yeah, yeah. it has. You know, uh, had you some know, had some COVID scares. In yeah, your, COVID uh, scare area of the world, right? Yeah, it, it's it's got, got pretty scary there for my sister for a little bit. So I figured it was she, uh, she doing better. I'm guessing she's I'm guessing. much better okay, now. Good. She's uh, back home and resting up well, and and all is much better in her world and mine now. So good. Here we go. Awesome. Yeah, this is, uh, I was going to say, this is our last show during the holidays. Uh, I guess our season finale for our, you know, all right, and I guess we'll call it our prologue season. However, you know, it looks like the season is going to start on January 1st. which we got a month. Yeah, which is so. <laughs> it's coming. If we, we want to get the people the info they need, it looks like we're meeting up right before Christmas probably to, uh, you know, have a have a short episode. But we'll see what we can do. Uh, you know, that's what do you guys think about a January 1st start date to the season? Definitely going to be intriguing uh, just from a purely fantasy standpoint, more logistically. It's going to be interesting to kind of gather and get groups together for drafts. Yeah. Uh, that's making it a really weird time for, yeah. you know, for kind of planning your, it's, your league. It's strange. Yeah. It's going to be like come Christmas time, we're going to be drafting a hockey, a uh, fantasy hockey team. Yeah. Like, how strange yeah. is like, that? Part of me wants to say, ah, maybe we'll take it off this year, but hey guys, we got a show to do, so we can't really take <laughs> right. off playing fantasy this year. No, I was definitely, I was definitely, that had crossed my mind as in terms of like, uh, maybe I'll drop some leagues, but then it came and I was like, oh, well, I can't, can't drop that league. <laughs> can't, can't drop that league. You know, okay, well, gotta, gotta do that league. So yeah. I probably, probably have like a 16 yeah. teams like I generally have. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, right. I, I, I'm a commissioner of like four leagues and I've got like three keeper and a dynasty <clears throat> league. I mean, you can't really skip oh, those man. leagues. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but just I, to take a year off this dynasty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Guys, let's just put a pause. You know, it's uh but all right, so uh we're gonna talk a little uh talk about the best acquisitions for fantasy from the uh from the draft, from free agency. Uh we were hoping to get this uh news to you a little bit uh, earlier, but I don't think it really matters to you since uh the season was over and hadn't begun yet. So we'll start off uh with some of the big ones. Uh Dadnov uh, signed with the Sens. Uh, he immediately becomes Ottawa's second most valuable fantasy skater behind uh, Brady to Chuck. Uh, he had 47 points, 25 goals, 22 assists in 69 games last season with the Panthers, skating mostly in a top six role after he had an NHL career high 70 points, 28 goals, 42 assists, and 18-19. Um, I'm thinking that he's going to be a decent middle-round guy. He'll probably be outside the top 100 overall for me. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, Dadanov? Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I 100% do. Um, I also don't see a whole lot of value there coming from the Senators team. Don't love that team right now. Still don't. 
I, they lack a center. They lack good centers, in my opinion. Um, obviously, with Brady Kachuk, that's good. Probably will play. What do you think they'll slot Brady on left wing and Dadnov on right? Yeah, uh, and maybe. so that could you know help him produce or too even, as well. I, I think he'll be on the second line. It's possible. Yeah. yeah, I mean that whole Senators team to me doesn't provide a whole lot of value though in terms of fantasy yeah. for Dadnov. Dadnov's a great player, but I just don't see it. I'm just not a big Dadnov guy as is as he has been. He's I mean he's produced. It's not as though he hasn't hasn't been yeah. there it just seems that he is more of a if you're a points only league kind of guy he doesn't give you the across the board value that a lot of folks are going to need if they have a lot of categories mm-hmm. they're looking to fill type of stuff and exactly as you said the senators are a tough team to to get value out of mm-hmm. i mean even great players that are on bad teams are not as valuable as that Second or third line guy on a great, great hockey team. Exactly. That's going to get a lot more opportunities. If an injury happens, somebody slides up into that spot. Whereas the Senators, exactly as you said, they got they have a couple injuries and then that and then you lose complete value, especially on the wing, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I guess they picked up what Austin Watson. He's going to be a fourth liner probably for them. You know, I mean, they got him from the Preds or he was a free agency. Um, and I think their center, the first line is going to be like Josh Norris, who. Tell me the fantasy relevance Who? there. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you know, <laughs> there's not a lot to me yeah. uh, that's that's valuable there. Yeah, any team that signs Austin Watson doesn't know what they're doing. The guy's <laughs> trap. The guy shouldn't even be playing in beerly, dude. He's a garbage <laughs> hockey player. I could probably outskate him and beat his ass <laughs> yeah. on skates. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell I, you what. I'll tell you what. I won't outskate him, but I'll beat I his ass. Will I will pay good good money, Austin? If you're listening. Let's have a skate off because oh, I would pay good money to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll sell tickets to that fight and we'll give it to charity. And Love you think it. this is a joke, Austin Watson, but that this is what we call we're gonna a call give out. It, we're going to give it to women abuse charities. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> hey, I didn't know Mike Leach was showing up. What up, Mike? Uh, I didn't mean to time that with the domestic abuse uh, <laughs> drop. I... <laughs> Jeez. Oh, All right. Uh, Petrangelo signs with Golden Knights. Uh, solidifies. Petrangelo is a top 10 fantasy defenseman, in my opinion. Um, Disagree. With ex- with yeah. a, I mean, he'll have exposure to, exposure to valuable forwards. Mark Stone, Pacioretty, Marceau, Riley Smith, Carlson. He had 52 points uh, in 70 regular season games and six points in nine postseason games with the Blues. He provided uh, category coverage with six power play goals, 22 power play points, and 225 shots on goal, skating on the top pair at even strength and first power play unit. And he doesn't have to wear that garbage ass new blues sweater. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I, again, you, you disagree with all that, even to the sweater. The sweet, <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, uh, Seriously, I'm not a Petrangelo guy as is. He had a good season last year, yep, uh, a lot sure better did. than he has previously. It seems that when the Blues are, or not necessarily the Blues, when Petrangelo's on a team that is down, and we can say that the Blues were, although they were leading the Central, they were down from where they were last year, fantasy wise, in my opinion. Sure, yeah. He seems like a. Going to the Knights, he's going to be a great value as a hockey player. 
but it seems like too many chiefs, not enough Indians type of situation mm-hmm. that he's going into. So he could absolutely use that to his advantage, but it seems yeah. like the value may drop a little bit. I'm going to say, you know, you're going to make a, a Vegas team that's already really good, a really good team. I think you're making the team better defensively here. They yeah. lost Nate Schmidt and obviously going to, I think the Canucks. Um, and so that's, that's tough, but you got a much better option, a valuable option. If that is, he's probably going to play with Braden McNabb. I would, that'd be my guess. Uh, yeah. That would be my guess, 100%. Um, and so I like the team. I think it's a good, solid team. Uh, I never like watching them play my teams because they are always a very <laughs> aggressive team. Petrangelo is not an aggressive guy, but he is. He can put up some points on the on the yeah. D, D Honestly, the, the Golden Knights are a gold mine for fantasy players this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, and pun intended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could call them all golden nuggets. But, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but see, sometimes those... Oh, this is going to be a great fantasy teams tend to disappoint you because yeah, no, when for they, sure. When but they I mean, spread from what we out, saw the last couple seasons, I mean, and in the playoffs, oh, man, I, I definitely think that it, I think that what we're going to see is the guys that were fringe. Uh, good fantasy players on the nights drop down, but their elites are going to get more elite. I think. See, I mean. Pacioretty going to the Knights, that was supposed to be a gold mine, right? Yeah. We, we were talking about this a few years ago as this is supposed to be where Pacioretty's supposed to be, and it's really been the exact opposite. So, it has. you know, as a as a fantasy player, you don't want, I mean, I guess if you have him, you don't really want to see that happen to Petrangelo, but I think it could be a an, an issue of, hey, players don't care if they're winning, right? But we as fantasy players need to watch out for that when they all, when you have a great team and are only adding greater players to watch out for that the chance that he's statistically worse but a better hockey player. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of folks won't won't remember that a being a better hockey player doesn't make you necessarily a better fantasy player. For sure. Yeah. I'm all in on Patrick or I'm all in on uh Petrangelo, and I think that he's going to absolutely make that team even more valuable than he is. What? Well, he's a top. I'd give him a top ten defenseman, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, definitely, been, definitely but. could be. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had some. We've had some of our our traditionally great defensemen. I mean, looking at EK sixty five. You know, I mean, yeah. that's a guy that you said, all right, now he's going to the Sharks right. with Brent Brent Burns and. You know, injuries have obviously played a big part in that. And so that could be part of part of the reason that he he dropped off. But defense is hard in this mm-hmm. league, guys. It's, it it's tough in this league. And, and I'm sure it kind of gets inside of each other's heads. We'll see. I mean, you know, it's not one of those guys that I'm going I'm avoiding. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's sure. just more of a I want to watch this closely type of type of deal. All right. So we've got Tyler Toffoli, uh to the Habs. If he is to shift to the left side, he would be a nice addition on the second line with exposure to one of Montreal's young centers in Nick, Nick Suzuki or Jaspiri uh, Kotkanemi. Um, with 44 points in 68 games with the Canucks and the Kings last season, including 10 points in 10 games after he was traded the Canucks on February 17th. Um, my biggest concern for him is his strong performance last season came mostly on a line with uh Anze Kopitar and Elias Pettersson. So he relies heavily on elite talent around him. I don't know if Toffoli 
Katakanemi would like a word, dude. <laughs> that's uh, that's all I've got to say about that. This is one that I'm extremely, I think, yeah. is going to work. So the yeah, question is, I does he, did, was he one of the reasons, I mean, well, we know he's not the reason that Luis Pedersen was really weed, but is he one of the reasons Kopitar at his age was looking elite when he uh, this year? No, I don't think that. I mean, Kopitar is a fantastic two-way center yeah. that we were having an argument about for the heart a couple of years ago. I think that they've just blown the Kings up, making it look like, I mean, it's hard to yeah. do everything that that's needed with the team that the, the Kings were fielding. I think that Kotkanemi is a young, as a young guy and a budding star in this league. I think it's going to work. And we saw the Habs in the playoffs this year. It just seemed like they were meshing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the chances the Habs had yeah. repeating going to the playoffs this year. Don't They're not a cup team by by any means. Almost no, not no. yet. They're getting there, I feel but like. Yeah. This is a move in the right direction for them. I really do feel like oh, it is. Well, yeah. It's going to push them even forward. I mean, I, I, it can't bring them back to fold as a solid addition. What a lot of people are probably forgetting is, is Katakanemi is 20 years old, bro. He was yeah. born in 2000. You know, like. <laughs> Like yeah. that is a, that is a guy that, I mean, if you're, I'm looking at his picture right now and he looks like he is about, this looks like it was like his first grade picture that I'm looking <laughs> at. So I think that we're really going to see, going to see some, some good leadership coming from Toffoli. I think he's played around good leaders like Kopitar, like, um, Drew Doughty and then had a good little run with Vancouver yeah. in the playoffs. I think that that is um, I, I'm, I'm excited for that. That's one of the moves yeah. that I was definitely thinking, of, what, especially in a fantasy take. What do you this is what I'm looking at right now, based on what I'm seeing here. I would love to see and I don't think it's going to happen, but maybe I'd like to see a, a Toffoli, uh, a cut to can. Yeah, I can't even say it, guys. Um and Brendan Gallagher. I would love to see that. I mean, yeah. Gallagher's got a payday too. He he what he get six years, thirty nine or something like that. Yeah, I don't know he if got I'm on here, but yeah, he got paid. He got some good money. Well, he didn't move, so that's I mean, you know, he's pretty yeah. much in that same zone. That's probably why you didn't have him on there. I think I would absolutely love that line. That I think fun? that that would be I yeah. mean, you got that I mean, Brendan Gallagher is that I mean, he's a he's a budding Ar- Victor Arvidsson, in my yeah. opinion, where he's just going, 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 going constantly. And that's how you make things happen. Victor Arvidsson isn't necessarily one of the best players in this league, but he looks like it a lot of the time because he never stops going. I mean, yeah. and that's yeah. how you make things happen. <laughs> happen. Uh, so I I completely agree with that. I think that be would fun. be a fantastic line and a great fantasy line. Let me get it right real quick. Kat Kanyemi? Kat Kanyemi. Yeah, if you, okay. say it, if you say it quick, people say it like can't ninja? say okay. it. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't ever know if I'm saying it wrong, but it's the confidence yeah. in which I say it. I like it. it. Yeah. Good confidence. <laughs> Everyone knows, as long as you're confident, you can be in as, as ignorant as you want. Oh, Nobody yeah. will say anything. You're not wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they'll, Absolutely. they won't say anything to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Behind my back, all, all day. Yeah. I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm good with uh, it. So here's probably the most marquee of the pickups from the end. Uh, not sure why I didn't put it at the end, but you know, it is what it is. Taylor Hall uh, to the Sabres, uh, top 50 overall player, again, with likely exposure to elite center Jack Eichel. Great short-term landing spot for Hall because Eichel finished 15th in standard fantasy leagues last season and still has a higher gear now with a better supporting cast. I don't understand. 
Oh, I, I honestly don't know if Taylor Hall's agent is a genius or an idiot. <laughs> like he's getting paid, but like it, it's like it's like he's playing Moneyball, but instead of like he does not instead of going for homers, he, he's like I don't want the ring. I just want to just play on teams and get money. Yeah, I don't know though. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily want to say that they're a cup contender. But if if they figure it out, Taylor Hall could be that piece that Buffalo's been missing. That's what every team who gets Taylor Hall's been saying. <laughs> they though. always believe they, that. And that's, yeah. always, and that's always. But see, the difference is him going to the Coyotes is Jack Eichel and Rasmus Dahlin and Ristolainen. I mean, the pieces are there in Buffalo. It just seems like yeah, they've not never been the able to mesh. Being there, but he just reminds me. Uh, honestly, and this is gonna hurt to say for well not hurt to say it's gonna hurt for taylor hall to hear um he's, it's, not he's gonna, it's not gonna hurt me at all he's definitely <laughs> listening um ta- taylor <laughs> sorry hall, t ta- not not his play style but the way that he keeps going he reminds me of a young matthew shane where yeah he's talented but he's uh, not necessarily i don't 100 disagree with that as a as a heart trophy winner that is yes that's why i said not know, the play style i'm talking about the fact that he's go like Every team he's just never that, hit. Yeah, like he. Every team yeah. thinks I, that I he's the that. the missing piece. Sorry, and listen. T. I would listen. I would love for him to prove me wrong. I mean, because you know he's a young talent who deserves to win a cup. He does. But he doesn't. He, he early, just. Early it's like call. he just has the worst luck. He has a black cloud that covers him. Early call. Where are you guys willing to draft Taylor Hall right now? Oh, I'm go- I'm going early look. Haven't really kind of planned out your draft type I'm, of deal. I'm going to go with him relatively early if I have a chance. I okay. do think this is the best chance he has because that team around him now has only yeah. improved. That team's gotten better. He's going to play in the first power play unit guaranteed. So if, you, he, if you've you know, got if you've got pick number four in the draft, I'm uh, taking him. No, no, no okay. he's not four. not picking him for pick, uh, pick number ten. I'm not going. I'm not going yet either. I'm gonna go. So you're my not third round yeah, pick. Third round. Okay. okay. Now third he's gonna pick. be gone by because you the way you, the way you worded it, it made it sound like it you were willing to like take he's him my in. first yeah. round pick. Yeah. Now let me let me hit you with something. <laughs> he's a that, solid mid second round pick. I think I'm gonna hit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hit you guys with something that could potentially be an X factor. Do you think that I, what I think it was gonna be a big difference is this is gonna make jack eichel happy that they went out and got this guy at least they're showing that, that I, they, yeah i said that in the main show i think that's the biggest thing about getting taylor halls it shows jack eichel hey don't leave us we're willing to play we're willing, willing to put the money that. in he needed some yeah. confidence there because he, he yeah. really we'll put our checkbook where our mouth is and we'll give you what you need because now it's in now it's in the player's court man you yeah. can't do much more than what buffalo did in the offseason to spend that money look, like everyone says right. oh what's well, a well the manager's done his job now it's up they to the coach fired, and the players they, they fired I mean, their gm right yeah is not that bad if we're looking at him and we get taylor hall jack eichel eric stahl i mean jeff skier uh cody eek and sam reinhardt i'm always been a reinhardt guy multiple position guy always draft him later yeah multi-position we talked about that i i like this team i mean they look good on paper but i don't know what i don't which but a curse on the city of buffalo or all of upstate new york where they just you know it always seems like every year they're getting better then something's gonna happen and now for the next five years their teams are gonna be trash until they start getting a little bit better then they're gonna be trash i like i don't think they're winning a cup or anything but i think for fantasy i think that this is gonna be a really valuable addition and and jack eichel is gonna come out and i think he's gonna have a fantastic i think that is the biggest beneficiary i don't know that taylor hall is gonna absolutely come out and dominate like he did with new jersey when he won the heart but i think that this is gonna make 
I think Jack Eichel's going into yeah. the season thinking they can dominate, yeah. Yeah, which makes mean, a difference. Listen, this it fits that they're in the same city. They are the Buffalo Bills, where you're not. You don't think the Bills are going to win a, uh, the the Super Bowl, but they've got some great fantasy pieces on that team. You, yeah. you, if you've got Absolutely. Josh Allen, baby, whoo! But no one thinks that they're going out and winning a uh, a, a Super Bowl. Yeah, so, I don't no, know though. I mean, no. I think not. Not maybe not this year, but I think Josh Allen could be a potentially Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, at some when, point. When, we when, could see. Yeah, listen, when no he, when Bill Belichick gets him to come to New England. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But anytime, anytime you do have a number, a uh, top 10 center on your team and a top 20 left wing, like yeah. Taylor Hall is, mm-hmm. you got a, you got a better shot. With, so, with right. really, with really good defensive, offensive, defensive pieces. Yeah, no like, doubt. Like Ristolainen and Darlene. They so, got that Erasmus. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the R's. Yeah. <laughs> and much like Josh Allen, when Taylor Hall finally gets to go to the Bruins, he might win a cup. <laughs> Uh, but all right, so Tyson Berry to the Oilers. Ah, this is a trade off. I mean, I'm not mad about it. It just seemed it didn't seem like the right fit for either, yeah, either. of them. I don't, I, um, best case fantasy scenario for Barry to bounce back uh, to his previous top 20 form among D men this season will likely be a first power play exposure uh, to the two uh to the top two point producer of the nhl leon dreisaitl who led the league last year with 110 points and mcdavid um those are two guys who you, we might have heard about they're they're decent they're all right yeah they're decent they're, yeah i mean they're, they're <laughs> solid like i don't know late round seventh eighth round picks uh, if, if, if you're in a league with me yes don't take him before the set <laughs> yeah. uh barry's fantasy value in edmonton is the uh is really compared to, is linked to the health of the top defenseman oscar Clefbaum, who has a shoulder injury that could require mm. surgery and put him out for, uh, for some or all of this upcoming season especially with this short off season um if barry has full-time pp1 role to himself for an entire season he would have a ceiling of setting a new career best in points with at least 60 and also um power play points uh he had 30 in 2017 18 with Ava- with the avalanche considering the oilers had the best power play in the league last season mm-hmm. almost uh 29 um how many points do you think barry will score this next season Interesting question. I, I do think, though, for sure, he's going to hit on that pa- first power play unit. I don't think they're going to go with a second defenseman on that first power play unit. I think no. he's going to be the lone yeah. defenseman, and I think they're going to drop somebody back. Yeah. Smart I move think, there. I think what's always going to happen in what always happens for the Oilers, you got this guy going into the, the league, and you think this guy is going to be their top power play defenseman, and then it's going to end up being Darnell Nurse, like it always is, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so it's just weird how that how that town how that town does you, man. It is weird. You know, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I, I'm I'm not high on Barry going there. I'm thinking 24 to 34 points, and yeah. I could be going way low. Yeah, I wanted to go higher. I'm going 41 to 50 for. Uh, mm. Uh, what about you, David? I'm going mid thirties okay, all day, okay. all day on him. Mid thirties. So literally, so we've got. High, we're yeah. gonna hit hopefully, unless he hits like sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he very well. Could. Honestly, yeah. it feels like every season that I feel like for like. He, and the crazy thing is that team will find a way that he'll have like eighty points. Drysaddle have like hundred and ten. McDavid will have like ninety five, and they right. just they, there's never an ending They're, to points in that. In the, on just, that those team. two I'm, dudes that drop a hundred points each are just point thieves. They yeah, just yeah. Are. yeah. It's you. I'm, I'm just slightly worried with his with his performance you know last season in the last few yeah. years really i mean i just i'm just slightly i was i was underwhelmed we've really done was. this the last few years that 
Tyson Berry's a sleeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyson Berry's a sleeper. Yep. He's yeah. a sleeper. Well, oh, he's going to the Leafs. Yeah. Now it's his time to shine. And it just never yeah. seems nope. to come to fruition. I think best case is if he can get... I, I think where he's going to shine is those secondary assist points, dude. Yeah, he's got to be involved yeah. there. It's going to be like, you know, where Ryan Ellis shines in fantasy is those, you know, he passes to somebody and then like you forget that he passed it into the zone like four minutes ago and then the guy <laughs> scores. It's like, oh, Ryan Ellis got that secondary <laughs> assist. Um, all right, so uh, Terry Krug uh, agrees to terms of the Blues. Uh, this is a lateral move, from, in my opinion, uh, for Krug. Uh, he remains a top 10 to 15 uh, fantasy D-man after leaving the Bruins because he's joining a team that is even deeper offensively and arguably just as strong defensively. Um, he'll no longer have the luxury of so much exposure to the best line in the NHL. Charlie McAvoy could be poised to take the next step in the upper echelon of fantasy D-man because of this move. If anything, I think that this, <clears throat> um, this move helps uh, Charlie McAvoy more than it does Krug. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that statement. I think the problem that we've had with, with McAvoy is he is not an offensive style of defenseman. We got, we got really spoiled with that first rookie season where we're all scrambling for pickups and, and, and he was just went off and had his best offensive season that rookie year that he played it's just not his style. Mm-hmm. I I do agree with that. That he is a good enough hockey player to where I think he's going to step up into that into that void that Krug is is left going. I think that Krug to the Blues is a great move, especially with Petrangelo moving out. Mm-hmm. I think Krug fits better with the Blues than Petrangelo did. It's in terms of fantasy. Uh, yeah, it's always tough to lose your captain, though, and the Blues are losing their captain in this sure. scenario. Krug has to step in, brand new team, team that won the cup a few years ago. Can he fill that void of sure. the captain that was the guy that held him together, have, brought him to a Stanley Cup? Have, I don't know. Have, I don't, that's a tough, tough question to ask but, or na- answer. But Have they named their new captain? Because I think that will be a sure. big. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know if you guys think so, but I think there's an obvious choice in Ryan O'Reilly right there. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't think I that, agree. But how many? I mean, we've seen obvious choices just glossed over before. Sure, and it, and we've talked about the captainship, oh, maybe not meaning as much as we say it's meant. And, yeah. You know, well, Petrangelo was he's the, still the captain because he was the captain when the Blues were absolute trash, and then they just <laughs> you know they never took the captainship yeah. from him type of deal. Well. You also got Braden Shen and, and so Braun, but Braun's not a captain. What opinion, I'm seeing um, from no official sources, because obviously if it was official sources, people would know. <laughs> but from rumors uh, are that Tarasenko is the one who's in line See, to be there, which I, I don't maybe, agree uh, with. Maybe, yeah, maybe, again, it's one of those things that maybe we just don't, we're not seeing the locker room. Yeah, that's the thing with the captainship. He just I doesn't mean, feel yeah. like that that captain guy. But, but, you know, pre- honestly, I feel like every team in the league, the fan base says, that, like, everyone thinks that Roman Yossi doesn't make a good captain. Well, it doesn't really fucking matter. We with the fans, yeah, think. but see the difference. He could be a completely is, different person in the locker room, right? We don't see that side yeah. of him. Yeah, sure, and uh, yeah, I mean, like we like we've always talked about, the captainship yeah. means more to us. And honestly, than it there's does probably a band. lot more yeah. players in the locker room who can understand broken English, half Russian, than when the fans hear someone talk. You, you barely hello, understand he- what they're saying. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Holtby going to the Canucks, uh, top ten fantasy goalie option again with a renewed upside with the Nucks, a tre- a very trendy fantasy team with a high ceiling in the uh, seasons ahead. Um, expect to get the majority of the starts. Uh, 
this season, but could split time with Thatcher Demko. Cool name. Yeah. Can I just say that the uh, name Thatcher Demko name. is like it's Selmer's Lickens? No, it's not. But Thatcher Demko, <laughs> like it sounds like this dude's about to win like an Oscar. Like, and the Oscar goes to Thatcher Demko. Yeah, I mean, he was alongside Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah, and Patrick Dempsey. It's like yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, downgrade so, to me for the goalie. Yeah, I, Markstrom really he showed his stuff. Up, yeah. Yeah. He showed his stuff. I mean, that dude got me through the oh. regular season fantasy that yeah. I think a season that, that dude, we just played for fun apparently and, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah no i mean am i i've had him and i have him in two cats league and he is a great cats goalie now so didn't markstrom sign a like a like a six-year deal pretty big deal with the flames. Flames. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that's up no that's actually up next holtby oh, okay i do okay. think <laughs> i do think it was a downgrade for the canucks yeah, but an upgrade for yes. Holtby yeah. uh, himself. Yeah. yeah, it's it is just hard to play goalie in in Washington because when you get up three goals real quick, the teams are pushing really hard yeah. to try to score, and then I mean it's hard to I mean these guys are the best in the world at putting it mm-hmm. on a dime. Yeah, so I think it's an I think it's an upgrade for Holtby, a downgrade for the Canucks. If that's, do you think that we're going to see um, a little bit more split time than you might think? Like I, I think we should. Yeah, actually, Demko I, deserves yeah, it. I think mm-hmm. I think the name. so. Um, but I think <laughs> it's going to really be about how Holtby handles himself. Yeah, this sure. season. I yeah. mean, if he I, comes in for on, a, on a short <laughs> off season for a young goalie, I think they're going to give the reins to the, uh, especially in such a weird time where we could be in like a bubble city. They're yeah. going to let experience play out. They're going to let yeah. a cup winner take the reins and he controls his playing time. Yeah. If he comes out and he's the Holby from three years ago, mm-hmm. oh, he'll get the playing time. If he's the Holby that we've seen recently, they're going to let Thatcher Demko get some time. Yep. Um, you know, this is not, I don't, I don't even know. Are the Nucks a win now team or are they, I mean, they're in like a weird I think they're spot. Built, I think Look. they're built for long-term. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if they're a win the cup now. I get into them a little bit later when we go through our winners losers so scenario. You do, yeah, so. so you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to throw, uh, if Demko is the future of that team, you don't want to throw them out there and risk burning them Just out. Shellacked. Yeah, yeah. You want him to slowly progress. Let the old man Holtby take, sure. the, take, you know, the, the brunt of this. Well, I think if, if Holtby comes out and first in the first five games, he's straight wiping the floor with folks. I think we'll see something like a, like a four or five one. I think we, the first, Straight like 15 off. games is yeah. what they're gonna we have potential to see one of the best goalie tandems in the NHL with this team though right now which I you got a guy like Braden Holtby and a guy like Thatcher Demko who has proven himself massively in the postseason I think when we get to the postseason we're gonna see Thatcher I'm gonna be bold I so like being weird bold. to hear that <laughs> phrase best goalie tandem Braden Holtby and Thatcher Demko <laughs> <laughs> like about the tandems we have but you know but, I mean I agree I mean, with you that's the crazy happen. thing yeah and I 100% agree if Thatcher Demko can play like he did yeah to, to Braden that, yeah and that's a know. big thing is you know these young Young goalies trying to redo what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we saw Bennington lights right, out, and now right. he's just you know he he probably might as well just be the janitor for the for the league. Um, so uh, <laughs> he yeah. was, hey, you want to know what the reason of that? He was on my <laughs> playoff fantasy hockey team. So, so don't draft you're Demko. welcome. I've been holding blackmail. I had I'm blackmail. killing yeah. Demko. <laughs> I actually had blackmail on every single NHL player, and I only used the ones that you drafted. I don't know I, why I didn't use them on the, your guys, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I know, I know you're what. the new guy. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't want to. You didn't want to haze him too bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's in trouble hazing these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no bows and toes. All right, so uh, uh, Markstrom to the Flames, uh, clear starter for this team. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Um, top 15 fantasy goalie with a ceiling of finishing among the 10 best if he stays healthy. Top five. If, yeah, if, if honestly, I'm... yeah. Uh, coming off his best fantasy season ever, going 23-16-4 with a 9-18 save percentage in 43 games with the Canucks. God, the Canucks are stupid letting him go, man. Pay, pay that man. Uh, could start up to 60 games if healthy. Um, was taught was tied with Vasilevsky of, of the Lightning for fourth and even strength save percentage at point nine two five. I mean the guy that I, I think, mean I think that's the day. I'm not about taking early goalies, but this should be the first goalie off the board. I think that that's a uh, danger though. Mm-hmm. Is is him playing sixty games? Yeah. He is not the healthiest goalie we've seen. He's not Vasilevsky when yeah. it comes to the health of him. I think if he has to play 60 games, I think we're looking at, at, at more of a problem. So, yeah. So here's my thing. In a Cats league, he's, he's a very good go- sure, uh, goalie. Yeah, yeah. In a standard scoring, I'm not taking him first because towards the end of that season, you're that first goalie that you, a lot of people are going to take, he's going to start letting in a lot more stuff. He's going to be tired. He's not going to be he's not going to be the guy who needs to perform when you're in your fantasy playoffs. I do want to say, though, I think that we're talking we're talking as as deep fantasy players for your casual fan. You're going to be able to steal Markstrom, depending so on the too. league you're in. He's yeah. not a, he doesn't have the name yet. Not to, yet to be at the first goalie off the board. Yeah. yeah, he's at the prime of his career now. Excellent signing by the Calgary Flames. Yeah. They I mean, most are, people going to be taking Vassy. Oh man, sure. Vassy's probably and going I mean, first. They're not regardless. wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. you know what I'm saying. But yeah, but Markstrom, I, you're right though. He's going to get worn out here in Calgary yeah, because I mean, who's yeah. the backup? Riddick. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That. So I mean, that's. I don't know. Might as well be no one. (laughs) Me. He's had a few moments. He's had a few moments. But I mean, okay, Calgary Flames looking like a decent team. They made the playoffs last year. I mean, they uh, in the weird year they made it and they were doing okay. And uh, this is awesome for them. This is huge. They needed a good, solid goaltender back there that wasn't uh, back and forth, who wasn't hot and cold. And I think Markstrom is going to be the guy. He's going to be solid, obviously. And. I'm a little bit worried about wearing him out. I really yeah, am worried that is, about that point. I think if they don't wear him out, we're talking about a potential cup contender. In yeah. my personal opinion, if Riddick um, can get back to what Riddick was like a was few years ago, you know what I'm saying? Bit. Yeah, I absolutely. think that you could have a good goalie tandem. I love talking about my goalie tandems, but this would be a good one too. Potentially if, if Riddick can, can showcase if Riddick it. plays like he played at the beginning of a couple years ago, this is the best goalie tandem yeah, in the league for sure. Uh, in my, in my personal opinion, but yeah. I, I, I agree with that completely. Yeah. All right. So here, this one hurts to say, but also as like a caps being like my second team, love to see it. Uh, the King Henrik Lundqvist uh, to the caps. He is, in my opinion, he's the Alexander Madison for this season. He is the most important handcuffed player this year. He'll be uh, uh, he'll be behind Ilyas Samsonov. um, And honestly, he's worth taking as a handcuff. He because when he comes in, listen, he's going to especially in a Cats League, he'll make saves. He'll let him. He'll he's going to let in some easy goals. But, you know, that cap scene allows a lot of shots. They score a lot, which means they're playing a lot more D towards the end of the game. He's going to get you those caps points. Um, He could bring value as a number three or number four fantasy goalie in a backup role. If if you have a league that requires four starts and you believe in Samsonov, I completely agree with you. You have to handcuff him with Lundqvist. But I think that this is overall, whether Lundqvist plays a lot or a little, 
I think that this is going to be an extremely valuable move for Samsonov just to, I mean, just to be learn, there around from Uncle, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a flurry. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Where he's pissed off about everything, you know. Has an affinity for big broadswords. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously the broadsword was dope. But, <laughs> yeah. but no, I don't think Lundquist, I think Lundquist was, he handled the situation there in New York with Grace. Yeah, um, yeah he with, did. With two years ago. Uh, Georgiev being the next guy up, and then they have this new new rookie there. It, it, it was never Lundquist never made it seem like he was upset about it, but quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. He was happy for these young kids. Yeah. He's been here for so long, and I mean, look at look at that hair, dude. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, you think I care about anything that's going on with this with this hair, bro? You know. So <laughs> I think that that was a, a great signing. I don't know that it's going to make a huge fantasy impact um, yeah unless you start getting into deep leagues where goalies are issues mm-hmm. i don't think it is either um i think it's a downgrade from holpe obviously in my opinion um i think uh fantasy wise we're not seeing anything here i don't think it's going to be any sort of i mean i, I don't I, henrik lundquist is obviously we all know he's at the end of his career he's he's going to be done here in a, in a few years probably um and it is a downgrade for them. It really is, in my opinion. So I think that goaltender wise, this this is a Washington team. Obviously, is always solid. They're they're always a good team. Um, I think this hurts them a little bit. I really do. Well, we kind of talked about the issues that Washington has. Is I mean, they are such a high potently offensive team yeah. that it hurts your goal. It may, and especially in leagues that goals against are are, are counting against you type of deal. Like if. You know, if you're just talking about wins and stuff, you snatch up some of them Washington goalies. Yeah. But I mean, Braden Holtby was so hot and cold, but I don't think that it was necessarily because of Holtby. I mean, I it's because of the the style of play that, that that team brings that it's just hard for a goalie to get shellacked like that mm-hmm. every night after night, you know, and then it gets old on them. So it certainly does. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into the winners and losers of free agency. Uh, we're going to keep the same order from last time. So uh, honestly, the biggest winner, in my opinion, is Petrangelo at seven years, 61 million, 61 and a half million dollar contract. I mean, that's just I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. than getting that big of a payday Huge. Um, for fantasy purposes. Don't know if he's the biggest winner. But as far as players go, he's, in my opinion, the biggest winner of free agency. I, I like it. I think it's good. I, I mean, we already talked about Petrangelo earlier, and he I think he's a strong and I, I mentioned this. I know a couple of you guys were you were a little bit iffy with the move, but I think that it's a great move. Vegas just got stronger and it's, like I said, much better option than Nate Schmidt. And I think it's a great move. Excellent contract. Deserved it. Love it. Uh, I'll go into my loser or sorry, winner. If you guys don't have anything else on Petrangelo, but uh, I've got the Red Wings. Um, Stevie Y, he is doing what he does. And I think with a guy like Steve Eiserman being the guy going out and doing these moves, this this is you're setting yourself up for success. I think we've got a different Red Wings team coming this year, boys. Um, Well, I mean, it's not hard to win more than four games. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. But here's here's what we got. I'm going to walk you through a little bit of what he did. Vladislav uh, Nemestikov, two years, two million, cheap. Bobby Ryan, one year, one million, cheap. Those are bargains and a half right mm-hmm. there. Um, he got defenseman John Merrill, uh, just a one year, nine twenty five. Troy Stetcher, two years, one point seven million, 
cheap. I mean, that's incredible. And then they, of course, replaced uh, Jimmy Howard with Thomas Grice. Now, Thomas Grice isn't fantastic, but it's an upgrade. And that is huge for a team that was struggling massively. So I like that. They also got defenseman Mark Stahl. Big. I mean, it was a small contract, but that's awesome. I mean, that's great. This We got a team that's finally, you know, stepping up a little bit. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, they got rid of Abdulkader too. Finally, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like it's and like that was destined to happen here soon. But I don't know if you threw the threw him in there. But I mean, Dylan Larkin, even on a really really bad Red Wings team, wasn't you know he wasn't worth the draft pick that you put into him. But he yeah. wasn't a cut candidate, you know, yeah. at the at, towards the time. So let, let's hope that. I mean, honestly, I love seeing the Red Wings be awful. <laughs> if we're being, if we're yeah. just sitting here being completely honest, I, I love yeah. seeing them be awful. awful I hope they're well. just as awful. But as ter- <laughs> in terms of fantasy, we all do it the same way. We don't look at at what we personally feel to be possibly true. You yeah. know, I mean, if there, there's going to be some some fantasy value there. It's uh, it's not a, a crazy stretch of the imagination to imagine one of the greatest hockey teams that have ever played a perennial great franchise is going to be potentially perennially yeah. great again. Right. You know? well, so this is the time for the Red Wings to finally start, you know, turning in the right direction. I think we're going to see them start finally competing this team by the way just they hardly spent any money right here and i feel like they upgraded their team like a significant amount so i like this i think steve eiserman is a big winner detroit red wings big winner um of the free agency i would hope they improve some yeah. like, <laughs> at least will. a bit even they if will. they because here's the thing even if they can like increase by 200 percent, that's what 10 wins <laughs> yeah yeah for sure <laughs> Uh, my winner is actually the Minnesota Wild, and it's for weirder reasons. Getting a guy like Nick Benino, while he may himself not be immensely valuable fantasy-wise, he makes a lot of your other guys more valuable fantasy-wise. When you can get the kind of play that he's going to give you on probably a third line, that he he jazzes up your guys on your on your top two lines. He yeah. brings some of that that while bringing some offense to the table, he just some of that grit that your team generally needs. The Wild getting Marco Rossi at at pick nine. He's a smaller guy, and it's probably you know the article that I read is it's probably why he dropped a little bit. But that was also Fiala, and I don't remember. <laughs> right. I don't know if you guys remembered what he's done since going to the Wild. But they get the most out of their out of their guys that maybe you're not so sure about. Yeah. They just looked so good mm-hmm. at the end of the last at the end of the season and and going into the playoffs. I think that they've got a lot of great pieces. Along with a solid, solid defense, I, I'm I'm excited to see some of the wild players. I'm st- I'll still be careful with with a guy like Fiala, but you would have to think he's a top thirty 
40 draft pick, right? right I would now? think so. I think yeah. he's a top 10 right wing, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just by based on what he's been doing. I yeah. mean, this Minnesota Wild, Wild team, too, and this poor Minnesota Wild because they just deserve so much more sometimes. Yeah. They have just struggled. But this is good. I think this is solid. Benino, what do you, I think he might play third or second line. I don't know yet. We'll see. But, um, this is great. Good for them. They, they keep improving their team little by little. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's not like these massive moves that they're making. So they're saving some money. They're not. So eventually, I think in a few years, watch them make a big splash. When like they, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. But by that time, most players they've gotten at the beginning of their little thing will be like 50 years <laughs> true. Well, so, uh, Parisi, young, Parisi I mean, has like a 60, like 65 years left on his contract. <laughs> be there. Okay. Yeah. Fail on that one. But I mean, they got rid of they got rid of the Jeff Fisher of of hockey Bruce Boudreau yeah. you know I mean I, they they have have trended in the right direction yeah. well are they Definitely. finishing top three in the central oh yeah yes. <laughs> you think I so, think so. Yeah. yeah I do think so I as think well the, I think the Preds I are think gonna, the Preds are gonna uh, downfall I think the Jets are yeah. on a downward downfall you got the Blackhawks that are not doing anything I mean you've got their competition is what the Blues and uh, I mean Avalanche I think and Stars it's, I think it's gonna be you know, I think it's, I think it's gonna, gonna be Avs Blues Wild what about the Stars I think it's Avs I think it's <laughs> Stars and then blues, stars, so you think wild. that the wild will finish above the stars? Next yes. Year? No, I don't. I, I think, think so. okay. I think that the I think the wild we're looking at at a four spot, but I think okay. we're looking at a playoff. So team. here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Is that yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm thinking that it's going to be like a two point difference between them, and really, it's. I mean, I think I think it's going to be a short season with COVID, but yeah. I, I'm thinking it's going to be like a two point difference between uh, the Wild and the Stars. Yeah, it's and really it's going to come down to their direct matchups. And right. it, I mean, listen, and injuries and all the good yeah. stuff, you know, all the, the bad stuff rather. And uh, good jerseys, though, by the way, I like their retros. Oh. Those are cool. The the Stars or the Wild? Wild. Yeah, the no, wild. Stars, no, 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 stars, no, no. stars are trash, probably dude. my least favorite. <laughs> no, they have the neons, though. So. Look, look, they do. Bottom. They do. <laughs> we talked about that on the main <laughs> yeah, show today. Yeah, they're dude, not the wild. Good. We wild were talking good. about that, dude. Like using the North Stars colors, but still doing it's so good. And I honestly, if I'm the wild, I'm changing colors right now, dude. Because th- those color, those colors to me with that wild symbol and like you can see all the outline. Yeah, that's, the, that's the rebrand you want. They're nasty. Hey, awesome, they might dude. if they get. A, they're getting a lot. I've been reading Twitter. I'm sure you guys have too. But there's a lot of comments about like change, change yeah, now. Change honestly, too. honestly though, you know what I'd like to see? Very real. Like I don't really like seeing like one city always adapt one color you know i I think pittsburgh does it well nashville does yeah. it well i wouldn't mind seeing the wild in that viking purple though man that <laughs> would, uh, see i wouldn't mind seeing i guess i guess if the vikings you definitely can't change <laughs> <that>. <laughs> uh, we're here for the uh vikings versus the packers uh who's who that would work. <laughs> i didn't think about that yeah but yeah so i yeah i i i completely agree i like when when cities do Across the board, same same sort yeah. of colors yeah. type of deal because then you can wear all your gear yeah. for all your stuff. Exactly, like, saves me time right. and money. And like when you think about it, like a lot a lot more cities do it. Like I know, like like Chicago does it. Uh, I like that L.A. might finally get back to doing that. The Kings, because uh, I saw the Kings might think about making going back to the royal color permanently. Yeah. I like it, man. Yeah, I, think I it's like great. it, too. They're now we the Clippers too. to go to purple and yellow, and uh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Clippers aren't L.A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move into our losers. Uh, Bondo, who you got? Uh, I have the San Jose Sharks, man. At first, I, I thought have, it was me doing it. I was like, "Why do I have San? Why is San Jose losing?" Why you, st- I- you actually <laughs> stole my. You actually <laughs> stole my losers, and that is why I'm on the Sharks. I. It is more just a. 
what did they do to improve from last year? And they yeah. were trash last year. I just don't see. I mean, I, I just don't see what they could possibly do to to make it any better. They still got cap problems. They didn't get very many high draft picks. They luckily slid into the first round by trading one of their few fantasy assets. You know, yeah. I mean, for long term for the Sharks, they did what they needed to do, but. For fantasy, I just don't see them as a as a as a winner. They may not be the biggest loser to me, but they really kind of kept on the same track, which was fantasy wise. Can anybody name a shark that they drafted that was that paid off? I mean, even Burns didn't pay off. I mean, no, no, I don't. This team, unfortunately, is just not. They needed to make some moves. They needed to make a splash. They didn't. And here they are. Same Sharks team we saw last season. Same Sharks team we saw the year before. This team is not improving. This team is still going to be at the bottom. And it's it's unfortunate because this team has had success in the past. And it's just sure. it's too bad because there's guys on the team that, you know, you, that you really want to see do well, like Marlo. And and it, it's too bad. But I don't yeah, think is Marlo still there. I think Marlo left. Is he, season. Oh, he's I gone. thought he was still there. He might. I, I honestly he's I think he went. Did he go back to Toronto or he was he in, in Toronto? And then he now he's in like Pittsburgh, I he went right? Back to yeah, San Jose, he's, in, okay. he's in Pittsburgh, right? You might be right. But, yeah, it might be in Pittsburgh now. But it's just see, that's that's the San Jose Sharks right there, where we can't even generally recall what happened to them last year because they were so poor as a team and a fantasy team. They, when your most notable player is Patrick Marlowe in the year 2020, you're not doing your job as a team. It's just uh it, it was just they didn't do as in terms of fantasy. They may be doing what they need to do for long term overhaul, but they didn't. Yeah, he's do, with Pittsburgh now. They didn't do what they needed to do for a a team to you know to have any value yeah. whatsoever. I mean, Martin Jones. <laughs> uh, that's a what a joke, you yeah. know. I mean, Yikes. you know, and and then Brent Burns and and Eric Carlson, two of the greatest defenders that this league has ever seen that I'm not going to touch in, I mean, seventh, eighth round, well, maybe? they have Dubnik now. Dubnik, oh, okay. I'm not going to lie to you that's guys. That's not a bad That's an, that's an little... upgrade. It is an upgrade. And Dubnik is probably, to me, and I'm going to, this is not that bold, honestly. He's a sleeper. He's a sleeper goaltender. And and that team, unfortunately, is not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really bet on that team, so it's hard to pick a goalie on a team you wouldn't bet on, but... But he's a sleeper goaltender, in my well, opinion. Dubnik's and, that guy, though. That guy, though, that you can—he's going to get you five shutouts in a row, and then he's going to get shellacked thirty-six to nothing the next six. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the problem with Dubnik. But I think that you, as far as like a, a, a value pickup, I need a goalie start here. I mean, Dubnik's always a—you know—I mean, not a safe bet, but a better option than a right. lot that you're going to get. For so sure. I, I did not know about the Dubnik uh, pickup. Yep. I don't think that that make, I don't think that makes much of a difference no. as far as them still being my losers. No. Fantasy wise, that doesn't, it doesn't affect much. I just think that potentially he is a sleeper at the end of the day. <laughs> if you sure. got a chance to get him late, yeah, you might as well. You need another goalie. He might be a bad or a, a, not a bad option. So no, I don't disagree with that but, at all. Uh, but yeah, I'll go into my loser. Uh, I'm going to go Vancouver Canucks. There were some bright spots, of course, too, but losing what they lost was unfortunate for them. I'm just going to go through who they lost real quick. Uh, they lost Markstrom. Obviously, we talked about that. And they lost Chris Tanev, both to Calgary. Uh, they lost Troy Stetcher, who went to Detroit. And then they lost uh, to Foley, who went to Montreal. That is a lot of pieces to be missing and to really not even 
fix, right? I guess the only thing they fixed was Markstrom, but are they really fixing him with Holtby? I don't know. We'll sure. see. We'll see. Um, I think Markstrom, obviously, like we discussed, is a much better goaltender. Um, that's a lot of pieces to lose. That's a lot of forwards they're losing, too. And it, well, they and didn't two, really to fix a, it. To, to a rival, yeah. too, that which always hurts. Huge. Huge. So, I mean... I don't know. I'd say it's a loss. I think it negatively impacts the team, especially his top six. I mean, mm-hmm. it negatively impacted his top six players. So that's an, a very unfortunate situation for me. And that's kind of my main reason why I'm going Canucks. Um, I don't know if you guys will agree with that, but I mean, I don't think that you have to be a bad fantasy team to be a loser, though. Yeah. You no, know, like the no. Canucks are going to still have great fantasy assets and, and, a, and a team to look to. But that doesn't they make them not. A, that doesn't make yeah. them. They're, right. they're worse than they were fantasy wise than we when we started. Yeah last season so yeah i I, agree with that i was watching closely to see too because i know there was a lot of hype around oliver ekman larson going over to to vancouver coyotes decided they didn't want to get rid of him and so or to move him and i think that's good for vancouver to so they didn't have to take that that big salary on so vancouver's going to keep improving i just think in this scenario they did lose a lot of players that did you know put points up fantasy wise it it could help it could hurt them um so we'll see Uh, i just figured i'd throw them out there you can't lose some of your top six guys and expect to be the same team so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah so i got the coyotes um the return on investment that they got from hall was not good they paid a lot for him they didn't get too much in return for him i don't i don't even know what they because he left as a ufa right they didn't actually like he left he left yeah so they got, they no- got nothing out so of that's what two three years that the coyotes just wasted um yeah. i mean that's just it's horrible i mean you don't want to play off series yeah okay playoffs. Playoffs. they got something playoffs <laughs> i mean it's <laughs> every 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 coyotes fan right now you're right <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's you know, it, it's tough to see for Arizona, a team that nobody truly hates. But man, you just you want to see them do better. You don't want to you hate seeing that return on investment for a player like Terrell Hall, who really their fans thought he was like going to take them to the promised land, much like Preds players uh, thought about Matthew Shane. It's kind of like somebody smart once said that Matt uh, that Terrell Hall kind of <laughs> is like a young Matthew Shane. Don't know who it was, but he's smart. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's about it, guys. Uh, that's it for the season. Hopefully, we'll get back to you a little bit before the holidays. Uh, what, we're taking. About- do we want to kind of while on the show? What are we? We just going to do some maybe some some draft sleepers that kind of thing on our on Ooh. our first upcoming episode. Oh yeah, I think meant right now. I was like, no, I have all right, right, everybody, let's go. <laughs> oh, I have so many. Get right your now. research. <laughs> get your research together. No, but but before the start of the season, I think we already kind of did some draft tips. Yeah. We can maybe yeah. kind of gloss over a few of those. Yeah. But, um, um, well, rather than doing that, since it's recorded, we'll just uh, refer people to that. But we'll do an episode. You know, maybe we'll do top five for you know forwards, D's, and not like a full rankings, but just to kind of give you like a quick you know one off, one off to let you guys know what you need when you go into the draft it's going to be it's going to be a crazy draft season this year yeah yeah um, absolutely. it's going to be crazy be for us it's going to be crazy for you uh i mean i i literally didn't even think about how close it is when we sat down today i'm going to have to start calling you know getting a hold of people saying hey uh, we need to start we need to set dates yeah because mm-hmm. uh, you know because christmas creeps up after Thanksgiving. It really does. i'm thinking december 25th at about 11 a.m yeah you guys oh, wow. good with that? That worked for you? Yeah, I don't think there's anything going on that day. I mean, yeah. I mean, what you everyone knows when you wake up on December 25th, you wake up super excited to draft fantasy hockey. That's right. Well, well you, it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to travel very much. So, uh, I mean, based it on should what's be, going on. But, yeah, it should be yeah. a little easier. But um, 
But I mean, there's, you know, hopefully we'll be able to find something. There's probably that soft spot in between like the 27th and 28th. Yeah, the soft spot in between Christmas and New Year's is probably going to be, uh, be or just, heavy. Or just like the 22nd, December 22nd. Right? Sure. Yeah. That's my birthday, boys. I don't know. Oh, well, there you go. A birthday draft. Okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I so hate, to, hate to do that to you on your birthday. It's right. Like, you know, so are you going to gift me? The, yeah. yeah. You get last <laughs> pick. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a great gift, Happy guys. birthday. <laughs> yeah. Right, for your birthday, I'm going to give you first pick of the second round. <laughs> hey back-to-back picks love it <laughs> uh, all right guys uh thanks for joining us this season we'll see you uh in a couple weeks peace thanks for listening to the pox out podcast to see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to check them out on twitter and instagram at pox out pod 